You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad that you guys have tuned in today. So we are in the week right after Easter, and I just thought that as we continue to be the body of Christ, continue to be the church, we would just reflect back on the resurrection and how we can grow and move forward. So I wanted to share a couple of resurrection stories with you from the Gospels. Uh, I want to look today at Matthew and Mark's resurrection account, just sort of briefly. And the topic today is, so what do we do, right? Right after Easter with the resurrection of Jesus in view, what should the church do? And I just want to learn from these first two Gospels. Um, What I want to tell us today is that it is the privilege of the church, and it is our primary calling, that we would declare the message of the resurrection and all that the ministry of Jesus has accomplished for us. It's our job to be the storytellers, the mouthpiece, and that is made crystal clear to us even in the openings of the Gospels. And so we all gathered yesterday with excitement and in mass from our households and tuning into the live stream and sharing, and everybody heard the message of the work of Jesus. Well, today I want to remind us that our job is to continue to be diligent through all of the years of our life to share the message. So let's dive in. When you take a look at Matthew's account, um, you find that the two ladies go to the tomb, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, they get there and there was an earthquake and they saw an angel and the stone was rolled away and the angel said, you know, do not be afraid for I know who you're looking for, Jesus, who was crucified. He's not here. He's risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then quickly go and tell his disciples, He is risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy. And they ran to tell his disciples. And suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. And Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. This is amazing to me because... First of all, the the ladies see the empty tomb, and with the resurrection of Jesus, they can begin to imagine for the first time ever the possibilities of the magnitude of the ministry of Jesus and of the kingdom that he has created through his crucifixion and his resurrection. They're They're the very first witnesses. And what's cool to me is that in Matthew's account, as they're on their way to tell the the rest of the disciples about what Jesus has done, Jesus actually meets them on the road, and they stop and worship him, which is exactly what the church should always do. We should not be worshiping our traditions or our protocols or our denominational preferences. The church was founded on Jesus and it needs to continue on Jesus. And Easter is a phenomenal time for us to remind ourselves of that. So these women see Jesus and they worship him. And that's the object of our worship. We have access to God the Father through the sacrifice and person of Jesus. And that's made real to us through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And as as people of Christ, this is a great time for us to remember it. So 
First of all, the object of their worship is Jesus. Even though he's resurrected from the tomb, he's still available to them for 40 days. He's going to be available to them that they could abide in Christ through the Holy Spirit for the rest of their lives, for the rest of the church age. And here he is ministering to them. But he tells them that their job, same thing the angel told them, was to go and tell everybody else. So they're going to meet in Galilee where they'll receive the Great Commission, and they're going to be told to go and make disciples of all the nations. So that's Matthew's version. We're worshiping Jesus. And we're told to go tell go tell the others, go tell the others. In Mark's version, um, you know, Mark has sort of two endings. In verse eight, um, you you have sort of this abrupt ending, and then from verse nine through sixteen, you have sort of this this second ending. And I want to just I want to pick up with um, with verse six. Don't be alarmed, he said. You're looking for Jesus the Nazarene who is crucified. He is risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him, but go tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you'll see him just as he told you. So the same message basically as Matthew. Verse 8 gives you this great cause for concern. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. And so you should feel this like anticipation. Like, wait, no, the whole point is we're supposed to tell. Like, if you tell nothing to anyone, if nobody learns about the resurrection of Jesus, then the world has no hope. Then death will win. Well, and then verse 9, Mark picks up, but when Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him who were mourning and weeping, and then they heard that Jesus was alive and that she had seen him. They did not believe it. And afterward, Jesus appeared in a different form to two of them walking in the country, and these returned and reported it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Well, wait a minute. It, now, uh, we're actually telling, but people aren't believing. Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven. As they were eating, he rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. So he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And he goes on to talk about baptism and salvation. But what I what I hear in Mark's gospel for me, first is this worry, this concern that I feel when I think, wait a minute, if nobody tells, if fear keeps us from telling, then, then the church is paralyzed and the world is going to have no hope. They're not going to hear. So... Church, what if that happened? Like out of fear, if you're paralyzed and you don't tell your neighbor's family and friend about the hope of the resurrection, like if the Carterville kids and the Carterville adults, if we're not faithful witnesses, the world has no hope. Well, well, second, what about when we start telling and people don't believe us? And that's going to happen. It, it's always happened. But our job, our joy, our privilege is to broadcast that by, de- by dying, Jesus defeated death. That the empty tomb is a declaration that the kingdom he was preaching about, it is more glorious and eternal than any of us ever imagined. And it puts our world in perspective. So, Here we are on the week of the resurrection, and as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, I want to encourage our church family today, we've got to be the witnesses. It's our joy and privilege to be the witnesses to the resurrection of Jesus. Do not let fear keep you silent. Engage our great commission. Let's make disciples of the nations and declare the resurrection and the victory of the person of King Jesus Christ. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope that you are blessed. I want to encourage you as a church family uh, to be in prayer for the rest of our brothers and sisters in Mississippi who've been impacted by the tornadoes on top of the the COVID-19 fears that we have. This is a very anxious and worried time. Let's be healing. Let's be hope. Let's bring Jesus to our friends. God bless you.